Welcome to Beyond the Bio, a podcast that shares the stories of some extraordinary people and dives deeper into the world of consulting. Our goal is to go beyond the bio you can find online and share more insight into the diversity of people and some of the great work they're doing here at Bain & Company. I'm Keith Bevins, a partner and global head of consultant recruiting. Joining me today is Sinead Mullen from our Chicago office, and today we'll talk with Sinead about her background as a teacher, what led her to consulting, and how she's been able to build her own Bain while pursuing her passion for social impact. Sinead, welcome. Thank you. So why don't we start at the beginning? Talk a little bit about your college experience and why you chose to do Teach for America right out of undergrad. I went to Wesleyan University, small liberal arts school in Connecticut. I was definitely one of those people who really didn't know what I wanted to be. When I grew up, I double majored in economics and psychology, which I found interesting, but didn't really know what the next step was at that point in time. But I grew up in a family that certainly liked to give back to the community, and so was looking for a way to do something that I felt would be meaningful and impactful in that regard. And I'd always loved tutoring when I was growing up and had a really phenomenal education myself. And so Teach for America was just really inspiring organization, one that I was excited about. And so recruited for them right out of undergrad. What was it like for you at Teach for America? Well, I did make the slightly questionable decision that I would teach middle schoolers, which is a pretty tough age regardless. No, I, I look back at that time and it was such an exciting and meaningful impact in terms of my life and my experience. And I often say to people, this is the best job I ever had in terms of the impact that I had on those students, but it's also the hardest job I will ever have. It is requires an energy and an excitement and an enthusiasm and a persistence that is like no other to try to teach middle schoolers how to do math and science, I would say. Every single day is an adventure. I don't know that a lot of people know. I did my master's thesis in science education. So I, oh. spent, I spent a year in a middle school classroom, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade every day for a year. And uh, you don't get days off. No, you do not. Uh, it definitely is an incredible but intense experience for sure. Yes. And you never know what class you're walking into on any given day. <laughs> that is true. At the, at the end of that, though, you decided to pursue a graduate degree. How did you make that decision? Yeah. So I loved my time teaching. But when I got to the end of my two years with Teach for America, I kind of looked around and I, I was frustrated by how broken I felt the education system was. So I had put a ton of effort into teaching my kids when they were in sixth grade. And then they went to seventh grade. Their teacher quit within the first week. They had substitute teachers all year round. And so I was just incredibly frustrated with how the whole system was working and decided that I would get a master's in education policy. So I ended up going to Stanford to their master's program and studying that for a year. And what was the plan on the back end of that? That's good. You're assuming that I have plans with all of these things. I thought that I was going to do something maybe at a district level, trying to lead change at kind of a broader systematic way. I ended up staying at Stanford and actually working in one of their think tanks and looking at teacher effectiveness. How do you actually improve instruction within the classroom, which is really cool and really interesting question. And I enjoyed it a lot, but ended up being like a little too academic for me. I, I wanted to get back in the, in the trenches a bit more during my time at Stanford. And so your journey to the trenches then leads you to business school? It does come across as a little confusing. So what happened is I, I had basically decided that I wanted to move back into more impactful work. And so I started looking at education organizations and quickly came to the realization that many of them are led by people who had a similar background to me. So had been a teacher or had been in the education space, incredibly passionate about the topic and wanting to make a difference. But I felt like they 
many of them didn't have necessarily a business or a leadership skill set that I thought I could maybe get at business school. And especially with my ambitions of wanting to kind of make impact at scale, so not just lead a small nonprofit, but really scale something and, and do something really huge, I thought getting an MBA might be a useful next step for me. So talk about that journey. So you end up applying. I know you because I met you when you were at Ross. What was that experience like and how did you how did you continue pursuing that passion and not lose sight of what you're doing? I think a lot of people who go to business school have this vision of how they want to change the world and then really lucrative offers come around from different industries and they sort of lose the dream and take a time out. You're one of those people that I know personally and I know that you've actually been able to do both and keep both going. So talk about your experience at Ross a little bit. So when I when I went to Ross, I think if you had asked me in those first couple of months, I doubt I would have said that I was recruiting for consulting. I certainly went in with this idea of I will go to business school for two years. I will learn a ton and then I will go back into the education space immediately. I quickly realized once I got to business school that there was a lot to learn and that I wasn't going to just do it in the classroom. And so then I started to dip my toe, is how I would describe it, into the recruiting world for consulting. Looked at just a few places that I was excited about, kind of did a a dual recruiting for consulting as well as education type of organizations. I ended up getting the summer internship offer with Bain and that changed my perspective completely around professional development and what it meant to work at a place like Bain. And so that was really key for my decision making. Do you remember your summer project? Were you like totally fish out of water in in the business world or or did you sort of drop right in on a social impact case? So it wasn't a social impact case. It was insurance actually based. Was I a fish out of water? Yes, to a certain extent. I was scared out of my mind. I I didn't know what to expect. But then I quickly realized when I came in, I was so focused on, I don't really know how to use PowerPoint. I'm not very good at Excel. I don't know how to read financial statements. And quickly realized though, that that was not what this job was. That all of that stuff is very teachable. And that what I really needed to be able to do, especially in my summer internship was own my work stream, figure out what the core questions were, figure out creative ways to get to answers on them and drive to insights. And that part, I had done a lot of that before. I had done it within teaching, I had done it at Stanford, and it was just putting it in a new setting, which I actually really ended up enjoying and working with my team on that. So like a lot of us, you have this nonprofit passion, this passion to change the world. You go to business school, you get this offer. People are like, what what are you doing for the summer? And then you get the full-time offer. Did you have mentors along the way that sort of said, wait, what are you doing? This wasn't the vision. We were supposed to change the educational landscape around the country. So it's a good question. I did grapple with that question of, am I going to find this work interesting if it is within more of a corporate setting as opposed to the social impact setting? My summer let me know that I would because it's just fun to solve hard problems. And that's what I was enjoying no matter what. But I did, when I accepted my full-time offer, I did have a little bit of hesitation, which was, if this is my full-time job where I'm really expending all my energy, will I start to really miss the education side of things and the social impact side of stuff? However, I went into to Bain full time with kind of the support of all of my mentors because I knew at least for two to three years, I was going to get better learning at Bain than I was going to get anywhere else. And if that meant that I invested in that skill set and that toolkit and that general manager perspective for a couple of years, that there would be no regrets there, that that would be really applicable. And honestly, that's the whole reason I went to business school in the first place. Right. Fair enough. So Sinead, I'm curious, how have you been able to build your own Bain as you pursue your passions for education? and business simultaneously once you join the firm? Yeah, so when I think about building my own Bain, it certainly started off with 
trying to have that and build that general manager toolkit and make sure that I had that full perspective. I did a lot of different industries, a lot of different capabilities in my first couple of years. And then after I felt like I had really built that out, I started to focus in on areas that I was really passionate about. And that's when I started to bring back a lot of that education work. So when I was in my second year at Bain, I did an education case where I did some strategy work for one of the charter school networks, which was fantastic because that was my chance then to take everything I learned at Bain, apply it in this world that I knew so well in the education space. And I had such credibility with the teachers and the principals within that network. So that was a fun moment for me. And so from that point on, I've always said to, you know, our Chicago office leadership, a priority for me is that I do get to do that sort of pro bono education work. And I try to do a case every couple of years and really make sure that I'm a a core part of that. The other thing I started to do was I took on a leadership role for social impact within the Chicago office broadly. And part of that role is identifying all of our pro bono work that we do, not just within the education space, but also within sustainability as well as economic development. And then also look at all of the volunteer stuff we do or the, we call them extra 10%, what people do with their free time when they're passionate about social impact. So for me, that has been a way for me to stay very, very closely involved with all of my education work while also continuing to kind of pursue my career there. Are there any projects that that stand out to you in the social impact work that you've done that maybe you could talk about? Yeah, I, I've done a series of, of projects actually with KIPP Charter Schools, which is really exciting for me because I love having that extended relationship with them where I get to go back time and time again. And we've been helping them strategically across the entire nation with their, with their strategy, but I've been focused in particular within Chicago. It's been fun because I've got to work with them on what's their five-year growth strategy, how do they deal with some tough times within the Chicago financial landscape, and some of the budgeting that schools were getting there. I've helped them think through their operating model. How do they grow and scale to other types of schools? We looked really closely at enrollment and how do they make sure that they're attracting students to their schools. So just really all aspects of their organization. And I feel like even though I'm the consultant in this scenario, I really am getting that full view of how to run an organization of that size and really be able to make an impact and scale and and reach as many students as possible. While you're doing all of that, I also know that you're doing a ton of client work and some really interesting client work. Where have you chosen to focus your client, your non-pro bono, non-social impact client experience? Where have you chosen to focus your energy there? So I discovered early on as a manager, actually, that I really enjoyed merger integrations. So taking especially companies that are relatively the same size and helping them come together and think through what are the people issues? How do I think about building a new culture? What's my talent thinking? Where do they... Where are we going to put them? How do I think about communications and taking out costs and driving new processes? And it really is thinking very holistically about all aspects of the company. But I think I really enjoy those merger integrations because they are so people-focused. Often a merger is the biggest transformation that someone is going to face within their company, especially the ones of the size that I'm working on. And so it's fun to just be in the trenches with them, figuring out the day-to-day, keeping all the balls in the air, really thinking through how does this company come together in the future. You feel like that's leveraging your experience working with middle school kids? Absolutely. Definitely. It is a similar skill set to just, you know, honestly, to be just in touch with how people think and feel and react to situations. I think I underestimated when I came to Bain how valuable that teacher skill set is that I had developed. The ability to stand in front of a group 
and to capture the audience and get them to listen to what you're saying. I mean, I practiced that for two years. And so it's definitely very valuable. But in addition to the client work and the social impact work that you've been doing, you do find opportunities to stand in front and be a teacher at Bain. That is true. And actually, one of my favorite things to do each year is I always raise my hand to be a global trainer. And so at Bain, we have global trainings throughout your entire career. I've enjoyed attending them myself, but have gotten even more excitement out of getting to be a trainer for that next generation kind of behind me. And so I've been to Barcelona. I've been to Edinburgh, Scotland, was in LA earlier this year in Portugal, helping to lead those trainings and get to do some of my teaching that I had done earlier in the years. Have you kept in touch with the trainers and trainees over time? I know some people don't know, but our global training programs, we bring together the entire cohort of people from specific years. So first year consultants, 18 month consultants, new managers, put them in a group of five, six people with a trainer from another office. So everybody is in a different office or from a different office. And then they work through simulated cases and examples and learn together over the course of the week. But you end up building a tremendous global network and a lot of friends. Yeah, it's been fun over the years to always get to go back to these trainings and see people that I was in groups with before and get to kind of make those reconnections. And certainly my trainer group from ACT, which is for those students that come into Bain just out of undergrad, I was a trainer there. And that one's pretty intense. That's almost two weeks in length. We became really close as trainers. And so it's always nice to be able to reconnect with them whenever we have those global events. Yeah, it is pretty funny. My, uh, the only photo that I have from all of my 20 plus years at Bain on my desk was actually my trainer group from associate consultant training in 2003. Um, (laughs) I'd say probably half of the 20 of us became managers right after that, and most of that group are still partners, and probably a quarter of that group is still at Bain today, sort of 15 years later. That's amazing. uh, Which is really cool. So the, the bonds that you build when you're exhausted and training and talking for 10, 12 hours a day, every day for two weeks, are like out of control. Yep, they're undeniable, that's for sure. Sinead, one of the things that we also have in common is that we were both staffing manager for the Chicago office at different points in our career. How was that experience for you? And and what do you think you learned or what skills did you think you brought to the table there? And, And maybe even start by talking about how our staffing process even works in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So I was um, staffing manager for a year, fantastic experience to be able to invest in people's professional development. And so what that role really entails is I work very closely with all of the consultants in the Chicago office. I understand what are their kind of career aspirations, what are their PD goals, what are the areas that they're working on, what are their relative strengths, and we really build out what their career path is going to look like over the next few years. And I am their advocate. I am their representation as we think through staffing and what their next case opportunity should be, and I'm trying to find what that next really great match is for them. And so I loved it because... I've always been invested in professional development. I, again, love to work directly with my teams and to do a lot of coaching there. And it was great to know every single consultant in the office, know exactly what's going on with them, their ups, their downs, you know, anything that's happening in their life. And to get to see the behind the scenes of Bain was also really interesting. See it as a working company and how we operate and how we make decisions and prioritize our people within Bain is was a cool experience for me. Yeah, my experience with staffing was, was very similar in the sense that people came into Bain with different goals. They wanted to work in this industry or they wanted to work with this person or they wanted to do a transfer. And sort of I viewed the role as, okay, we have two or three years to check all those boxes. 
you know, what's the right sequence? If they're going to build their own bane, how do we go about doing that together? Exactly. Which yep. turns out to be a really awesome experience. Why don't we close with just a bit of advice? You're one of several people at Bain that I would say that's joined from a non-traditional background. Obviously, we hire a lot from business school, but being a teacher before is very different than being a consultant or investment banker or somebody in private equity or, or in a corporate role. You know, What advice would you give to people that are thinking about making that transition and potentially thinking about it in the context of having a bigger impact in the social impact area that they were in before? So I would say two things. First, I would say, do not underestimate the incredible skills that you are bringing to the table from whatever your background is. And take a little time to think about what those are. So maybe you come from someplace that's incredibly creative, or you've had a lot of experience getting to engage audiences, or you do a lot of work directly with clients or with people, and so you have an EQ that really can be leveraged. I certainly underestimated how important that is within the consultant skill set. And going back, I would give myself the advice of have some confidence in that and really lean into it as part of the interview process, but also when you come here full time. And then on the other point, I think I've learned very much so over the years that I can make a huge impact within the education space and within social impact from my role within Bain. And that in some ways I'm able to make even larger and at more scale impact because of the role I play as a consultant for these organizations rather than just being located in just one. And so for me, that's been really inspiring and engaging and feels very true to those original goals I had when I set off to go to my MBA and figure out how I can make an impact at a larger scale. I feel very much that I'm able to do that from Bain. Sinead, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure to catch up in person, which we don't do nearly enough these days. Thanks everyone for tuning in and be sure to subscribe to Beyond the Bio wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with new episodes soon. 